0: Coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. The Cougars win their season opener for a fourth straight season. And now look to go 2-0 with Southern Utah in town. We're breaking it all down with the head coach of the Cougars and center, Paul Miley. Next on BYU TV and ESPN+. Plus. This
1: is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. And now your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right.
0: Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the beautiful BYU Broadcasting Building on the Brigham Young University campus in Provo, Utah, for our Week 2 edition of BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. We are live and on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps and ESPN+. Plus, and our social media hashtag is hashtag sitakeshow. And on this evening's broadcast, for those watching live, we invite you to take part in our live public opinion polls via the Opine app. Get the app on your phone, Opine, then watch the side of the screen for poll questions throughout tonight's broadcast. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll review BYU's season opening win over Sam Houston. Newcomer Paul Miley will join us in studio for a chat and some fun and games. We'll have social media questions and answers With the coach and Paul, Dee Blue will introduce us to running back Aiden Robbins. Running back L.J. Martin will be in the film room, and we'll have our now traditional uniform reveal at the end of the show. Just kicked off his eighth season with his seventh season opening win. Please welcome back into Studio C, the head coach of your BYU Cougars, Kalani Sitake. There you go. And Hazel Mooley, everybody, our lay girl. Thank
2: you. How you feeling? I feel great. Want to know? So no complaints.
0: Yeah, uh, I just mentioned it, but uh, you've coached eight seasons here. Now you're in your eighth season. You've won your season opener seven times.
2: Let's go. Have we, had a, have we ever had our second game back? To, we haven't had back to back in in Provo. Not
0: since you've been. Not since you've been here. Right, it happened time. last in 2012. Washington State, Weber State. Uh, that's the last time BYU opened at home with back-to-back games.
2: Well, I'm excited to be back home again next week, so or this weekend. Yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun. Ready to see our guys play again.
0: By the way, four straight season-opening wins uh, for BYU as well. And uh, here's something interesting: in those four games, you haven't trailed at any point of those four games.
2: A lot of pressure for next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys are good front frontrunners. Uh, congrats, by the way, on the rare shutout win. It's hard to get a shutout in college football these days.
2: Yeah, it, is, it doesn't happen very often. And, um, you know, huge cre- uh, credit to Jay Hill and his defensive staff. I thought they prepped the guys um, really well. And, and they had, there's still some, some new things that we weren't expecting that showed up. And that happens in week one. So having a shutout week one. not a lot to film to go off of um, with the new offensive coordinator Uh, it's a huge compliment to those guys and how hard they worked and the players just then being able to gel with the scheme and the technique and it it all worked out really well for us created some turnovers i know he's jay's uh uh, frustrated because he wanted more Hmm. disruptive plays and uh you know that that's i I think that's okay though to have a a coach like him just want wanting the guys to perform better and um trying to improve every week so that's i'm looking forward to see how much improvement we make as a defense from week one to week two
0: well still a good amount of havoc created by that d including those three takeaways it didn't turn it over at all in offense which is huge never want to take this for granted but around 60,000 fans uh, turned up on a Saturday night for an 820 kick to support your team yeah
2: and that, that's a that's a huge um, advantage for us and obviously we love seeing our fans and and um, it was it was a really cool sight you could feel the energy um Jay mentioned it before that he, he knew that you know, being on this side, he knew that there would be an advantage. He just did not understand how big of an advantage it, it could be and how energetic it was for him to feel. I mean, he, he messed up some of the calls because he was just trying to <laughs> feel the moment. And I'm like, Jay, get the call. <laughs> Let's go, bro. You know, So, <laughs> so uh, there was a couple of times where, where things were, weren't, weren't as smooth as we wanted it to be. But uh, I'm glad that, that uh, the, the, the new coaches and the coaches that came back and guys that have been around we were able to see how this this uh, how electric the atmosphere was for us
0: there were some great views from both uh, down low and up high on, on Saturday night and you're focused on the game but they striped the stadium with with uh, with royal and white it looked pretty cool
2: yeah it was it was really cool I mean I, I guess they, they coordinate all that right so, right yeah I, I, don't, I don't know how I just, I just get out there and coach, so I'm glad that my family participated. Everyone got
0: the memo ahead of time, yes, though, where okay, they're supposed good. to, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I wondered why everybody was wearing different colors in the <laughs> tickets that we got, but it, it worked out, so I, I thought it looked really clean.
0: One of the top 20 crowds in college football for the first two weekends. You never know exactly what you're going to get in game one. You kind of hinted at it already, but it's uh, unlike other sports where there's an exhibition season. You know, you can kind of there's no, there's no such thing in college football. You hit the ground running. You got to you got to be good.
2: Yeah, and then it's really hard to simulate that that type of environment. Um, the game itself. I, I know we have scrimmages and all that, but um, it's it's really hard to to do that. So that's, that's what I think that's what makes college football. Um, you know so popular is that uh, you can see a lot of different things happening. and Everybody has a chance You just never know so you have to make sure everybody's ready to roll and uh, you know that, that that's uh You saw some upsets happen over the weekend mm-hmm. and one that happened, you know, just just last night, so I, I think um You know for us to be in in this situation and for guys to not be happy with the with the performance On on the offensive side, I think it's it's perfectly normal. They have high expectations. I think the key is just to get better and, and focus on doing it in a positive way, and not not. I just felt like the game guys are pressing a little bit too much and trying to do too much. And it's because they want to they want to do it for the fans, do it for their family, and if they just do their one eleventh, I think we'll be in the right spot. So the the key now is to just focus on your individual role and uh, make sure that you do that as best as you can. And, and when all eleven guys are on the same page, I think good things can happen for us.
0: BYU did win its season opener, 14-0 over Sam Houston. Let's check out the highlights now, presented by Maersk. We go back to Saturday night, to BYU and Sam Houston for the first time ever, and the first drive of the game for Sam Houston ends this way, as Tyler Batty gets into the stat sheet early.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great play. I mean, obviously a bad um, missed timing for Sam Houston on the snap there, but it's it's good to take advantage of the opportunities. Maybe too much celebration.
0: (laughs) First Keaton Slovis drive took the BYU Cougars down a short field. You see Chase Robertson then. Keaton Slovis had never had a rushing touchdown in his college career until that moment.
2: Yeah, and that that was really nice. I mean, I I didn't know that really until uh, game night. And so that was really cool. But we we want him throwing the ball, throwing touchdowns more than running them.
0: Sam Houston was knocking on the door early in the second half. And then uh, Jacob Robinson knocked them back with a great play.
2: Yeah I think the, the the I mean he and Eddie were ready for this uh, all the DBs they they, they saw certain plays and they they studied really hard and I thought they had a great preparation uh with scout team and all that so you know credit to to Jacob and Eddie and the rest of the DBs there just just communicating and doing things the right way.
0: We saw Jacob's second, very athletic interception. It was stood on review, and then L.J. Martin got you in position, and then Keaton Slowis did it once, so why not again with what we're calling the tush push as there we go <laughs> <laughs> into the end zone.
2: Yeah, I mean, not having one and then getting two in one night. I mean, we've got to find a way to mix in more scores there with his, especially with what his strengths are, and that's throwing the ball.
0: And this is how the deal was sealed. Interception number three on the night, eight for Eddie Heckard in his college career, and that's the first one as a BYU Cougar.
2: Yeah, just really proud of the new guys, and I thought Eddie and Cam, those guys played physical, really impressed with the way the DBs tackled. Overall, defense tackled really, really nice, and special teams did a great job, and then, you know, we just, we have some improvement to make, and they looking forward to getting that done this, you know, this weekend.
0: And the game ends with every offensive coach's favorite play call, the victory formation. Keaton takes a knee, and BYU takes a 14-0 win after week one. In this clash of the Cats, some numbers of note. And you see that BYU did not give the ball away and had three takeaways. And uh, your record as a head coach is exemplary. You simply just don't turn it over. In fact, uh, of the games that A-Rod's been the offensive coordinator for you, more than half of his games, his teams have played turnover free, giveaway free.
2: Yeah, I thought, I mean, it, it's good that we're taking care of the football and, and trying to take calculated risks, you know, when, with, with Keaton throwing the ball. I know that mistakes happen and sometimes the defense can make big plays, but we don't need to be uh, shooting ourselves in the foot in any moment. And so that, I'm glad uh, even though things weren't going well, I'm glad we didn't try to force things and trying to make something that wasn't there happen and, and uh, just to allow, allow us to win the game on defense and, and with Rico's leg and, and as a punter. Yep. I mean, he flipped the field so many times for us and, and he, uh, you know, last year he didn't have a lot of kicks to qualify for awards, so he's off to a good start, but hopefully we don't let him kick too much from here on out.
0: He was named the Big 12 Co-Special Teams Player of the Week for his exemplary efforts. Nine kicks and an average of better than 53 yards on the night. Before we get to our schedule, we will in a second, uh, you said uh, postgame, uh, yes, the offense wanted to do better. Defense pitched a shot out, no problem there. But you, I think you mentioned the, the, the phrase long faces in the locker room, and you wanted the guys to appreciate the win while understanding they, they, they can obviously improve in week two.
2: Yeah, it was a little bit awkward. I mean, I, I think that the defense was really happy and proud of their performance, and they should be. But it was kind of like that moment where you're, um, where you get a, a gift from Christmas, and you know your sibling wants that gift just as badly as you did, and so it's kind of you just share it. So yeah, I think there's a good way that you could be disappointed in your performance, but you can actually just just revel in the moment that you actually you receive the win as a team. And so it was just just getting that done and letting the guys know that it's okay to be disappointed, but you have to be thankful for the win and show gratitude for the people that came and showed you support. And I. I think once we mentioned that, the guys were were, um, easy to just turn around and and, and understand uh, that winning is hard in in sports, especially in college football, and for us to take advantage of it and enjoy
0: it. Let's lay things out schedule-wise. BYU's played its first of uh, 12 regular season games. As Coach mentioned earlier, the rare chance to open back-to-back at home. Sam Houston followed by Southern Utah. We'll talk a bit about the T-Birds in a little bit, and then you get back-to-back games followed by a home. Big 12 opener as that Big 12 schedule rolls out, and BYU for the first time in its history will play 10 consecutive Power Conference opponents. As BYU plays as a P5 team for the first time ever, and there are just, just for you, Coach. But in the one game at a time mode, all you're focused on right now is the team from down south.
2: That's right, and that, that and and trying to correct some of the issues that we had from last week. And I mean, I say mistakes, but you know, you look at it, it's uh, untimely mistakes. I think the the drive killers for us were the were the penalties. Not the fact that we got penalties but the timing of it and and how um, they really weren't necessary for us and, and they, they hurt the team and I think uh, the guys were able to see that and it just seemed like an incredible amount of um, drive killers that we had and uh, I, I think that's an easy fix. Have the guys move their feet a little bit more and understand that uh, you know we can't hold, we're better off letting the guy go and trusting our, our, our other 10 guys on the field to get it done.
0: Take a quick moment uh, to once again um, note condolences that that uh, we put out to the Popinga and Ta'ase families last week, and that was part of your week as well, Kalani. You mentioned in the post game we knew that uh, Brady Popinga's son and Kelly's nephew passed away in the days leading up to the game, and then on the day of the game, one of your offensive players suffered the loss of his father. And and again, we'd be remiss to not acknowledge how um, you know those heartfelt factors play into the lives of these 100 plus uh, young men you've got trying to go win a football game and the coaches and everyone else
2: of course and i appreciate you mentioning that because it, it's uh we have really good kids here and so they love their their, their brothers and whenever someone's hurting they, they want to do whatever they can to help them and uh that was a uh, really tough news for for Tawa to receive uh the, the morning of the game you know and so I, i'm glad the guys rallied around him and um, and you know we you mentioned Brady Pepinga's son passing away as well, and we've we've been trying to rally around the Pepinga family and Kelly specifically as our as our coach, and you know and then the tribute to Sione Vecoso I think brought brought back a lot of um, memories of, of him, and, and so I think it was a it was a moment where we can reflect on them and and and, and feel sad for their for the loss, but uh, you know there's there's ways to to highlight them and show them that we love them appreciate them. We're looking forward to performing this weekend as, as a way to pay, pay tribute. Yeah.
0: Thank you for that. Uh, offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick's Player of the Week, by the way, from the Sam Houston game, uh, was the freshman running back L.J. Martin. He took over the BYU ground game duties in the second half and had a heck of a game. He rushed 16 times for 91 yards, had no lost yardage on the night, outstanding debut for the rookie from El Paso, who tonight joins our Jerem Jordan inside the film room. All right,
3: LJ, first off, what does LJ stand for?
4: Uh, it stands for Little John. I'm named after my dad, um, so yeah, I'm just Little John.
3: Have you always been LJ?
4: Yes, uh, my family have like a little Jeff, little Will, my cousin, so my they wanted to have a LJ when I came into the world,
3: so I love him. Little John, let's go. Okay, you get thrust into the spotlight with about five minutes left in the third quarter. Let's break down some film. And uh, your first career carry goes for six yards. Were you nervous on
4: this one? Yes, I was very nervous, you know, because you have all that time to think about it coming off from the field, from the sidelines. So right here we got Mason Mason coming in motion, and then got a couple lead blockers to try to get behind them. And, you know, they got a good push, stuff like that. Kingsley makes a good block up there. You can see, let's see right here, you know. Meatball bearing down on you, you got mm back. Try to get past that. You see Kingsley with that big block right there. Oh, I made a huge hole, and it was a good carry for about eight yards.
3: Does the heartbeat settle a little bit after that? Yes. Yeah, a so little after contact, first, six yards?
4: After that first hit, kind of just relax. And we got second carry right here. You know, if we find a little crease and, you know, another great job by the whole line, just making a hole and then trying to get to the second level, trying to make guys miss. Let's see it from this back angle right here. Yep, you know, so we got Paul, you know, he drives that guy out. Whalen goes, gets that line back here, make that guy miss, and then, you know, we get a solid little carry right there.
3: On third and two, where the offense has been struggling a bit to try and generate something, you kind of, kind of have another exhale there. of, Okay, we move the chains. We're getting into uh, plus territory here. What, what is that moment like? Your first first down of the
4: um, It's you know, it's really relaxing. You know, just being able to get the first down, or you know, just keep the ball moving, trying to create as mo- much momentum as possible. Just you know, trying to go down there, score, just keeping the drive alive.
3: Okay, drive continues. There was the field goal attempt. It was offside, so it comes back fourth and one. Yes. And you load it up. It's 13 personnel. There's a running back, three tight ends. They come in motion on the same side. You got eight dudes to run behind.
4: Uh huh. Yeah, it's really fun. You know, probably friends with all of them. I mean, you know, uh, Tava and Mason always with them playing ping pong and stuff like that. Who's the best? uh, On the team?
3: Among those three that you play with.
4: Oh, easily Mason. Easily Mason. Easily Mason, yeah. So yeah, I'm always with the tight ends, but yup, you got them blocking right here. You know, let's see, you know, get a good little crease, boom, they're driving people back and just make it really easy to get the first down.
3: Okay, then uh, you're inside the 10, you get eight yards and you nearly score right here.
4: Yeah, uh, this was a fun one. I thought I was gonna be able to get in, but when we got Isaac coming, he makes a good block, cutting off the backside and then, you know, we just,
3: you thought about reaching out right
4: here? Yes, I did try. I was thinking about reaching out, but <laughs> I was more worried about small security. I knew what it was like fourth in, first and goal right there. Mm-hmm. And we had three more plays to punch it in. I knew our O-line would get a good push in the next couple plays and just get it done. So I wasn't really worried about it. I was just more concerned about it, taking care of that ball. You see Kingsley with the great block right there, Whalen and then Connor driving that dude in the back of the end zone. Just great blocks from the O-line.
3: Yeah, the next drive, it's a third and three, and this is the longest play from scrimmage in the game. A rush of <coughs> 21 yards? Yeah, um, you know,
4: this one just going out, you know, it just clears up, light day. So, you know, just didn't even get touched, probably to the 20-yard line, so that's a good job by the O-line, the blockers, even the receivers. We'll see we get a good block from Keelan, who's actually my roommate, so that's fine. Hey, so,
3: yeah. he's, he's got to hook you up right there,
4: right? Yes, sir. So, yeah, you know, see you see Whalen getting, up there making that block, you see Keelan on the edge, setting that. Boom, and then what man, happens here when
3: you kind of do a flip at the
4: mm-hmm. end? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> fell on top of the dude and then he gets up when my legs are on him, so <laughs> just ended up flipping, so that was fun. And
3: then like 20 dudes are helping you up. Yes, yeah, that's, so, nice, uh, right? that's always nice, you know, just
4: <laughs> the team supporting you, so always nice.
3: And certainly Cougar Nation looking forward to uh, even more offense this week, because I know you guys will get after it. What are you most excited about in terms of preparing to be better than you were last week?
4: Um, you know, there's always room for improvement. It obviously wasn't our best showing, but we're obviously capable of a lot more. We've seen it in practice. We've seen it throughout the game. So, you know, just a couple of things we could clean up and, you know, we, we trust Coach A-Rod, the coaches, you know, they're going to get us right. And, you know, we got playmakers all over the field, Darius, Keelan, Chase, I mean, you name it, they're all playmakers, Aiden, Dion. So we just got to trust what our coaches are telling us and it's going to happen.
3: Okay, well, good luck against Southern Utah. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hmm. Good young player. Stoic.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: seem a little nervous in that. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him playing ping pong before, and he's, not, he's a little bit more energetic than that. But uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's a huge talent, true freshman, and we knew he would be something special, especially we saw it in camp, and I'm looking forward to seeing him carry the ball and playing for us more often.
0: Yeah, he's a, a big-time talent that had multiple P5 offers as a high schooler down in El Paso.
2: Yeah, that's right. He was committed to Stanford for a long time. And so I'm, I'm just happy that he, he saw himself fitting in this, in this environment and in this culture, and he loves being a BYU Cougar. So I, I like seeing him carry the ball, and I like seeing him on the field. And I, I think he, 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 he and the other running backs, they, they, they do a great job by committee handling it. Yep. And I, I'm glad that he's got a lot of years to play.
0: Yeah, we also saw, of course, Aiden Robbins and Dion Smith in the game. And A-Rod said on coordinator's corner, it's going to take more than one guy uh, this year to get the job done. It's just nice to have a guy like LJ to be able to come in and, and pick things up the way he did on Monday. Yeah, on and, and
2: for him to be so, I mean, they're all unique and different. And so we're, we're going to need all, all of those guys and, uh, to carry the ball. Just, just like we need all the receivers and everybody to participate and have, have a great role in this offense to put points on the board.
0: This Saturday, it'll be an in-state tilt for the Cougs as they welcome in the Southern Utah Thunderbirds to town. Only the second time all-time. Uh, first time happened in your first year back in 2016. Uh, Southern Utah 0-1 on the year. A narrow loss. They played a good game at Arizona State last Thursday.
2: Yeah, and they, they ran into a little bit of a delay. but um, Two
0: and a half hours after yeah. halftime.
2: But, I mean, they, they had a chance. They had the ball, with, and they were down 24-21 with about six minutes left in the game, so they had... Uh, you know they're feeling pretty confident the way that they went in the, you know Sun Devil Stadium and were able to perform and put up some points and keep a keep a close game. I mean they they were in it. You could see that they're well coached and they have a lot of confidence and um, you know we're, we're gonna have to be ready to play. and that's this is uh, we, we respect them. I know I've coached there I co- yeah Arod was the offense coordinator. I was his O line coach out there in, in Cedar City. You know my wife Timberly and I we, get, we had our first child who's actually here tonight she was born in Cedar City so uh, you know we, we know what it's like to be down there and be at bird and we know what it's like to play these type of games for them so uh, it's gonna be exciting for our players too we're looking forward to it
0: sky is who we were talking about right? sky there she yeah. is, yep yeah
2: Cedar City born
0: yeah <laughs> and a regular here at the Sitake show uh, by the way um, one of the top FCS teams in takeaways last year. Good defense. Uh, they returned their starting quarterback, top running back, top wide receiver. Good group. Um, FCS teams, when they play FBS teams, uh, a lot goes into that. You were at Southern Utah, I think the year was 2003. 20 years ago, does that sound about right? You were coaching mm-hmm. down there? You went to Reno. Yeah. Remember that game?
2: It was a close game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and- and You almost uh, won
0: that game as they, an FCS that's over right. at FBS. Gary
2: Anderson was our head coach. and. A-Rod was the ZOC and like I said we we went there with a lot of energy and, and you know things went our way we kept it close for a little bit and and it went all the way it was a nail batter till the end I think um, I think they blocked a, a field goal to, to, to beat us in that one so we, we know you see these these games happening where uh, you know FBS plays an FCS team and uh, they're obviously not afraid to play them because they played ASU last week playing us now so I think this is going to be they, they should feel confident coming off of their game, their performance in Tempe. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to the matchup too because we have some things that we want to we want to show next uh, this this weekend. So it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Here's to not having a nail biter this week, though.
2: Yeah, let's let's. Yeah. I mean, let's just. I don't know what the result is going to be, but I know that if we do our part and everybody does their job, uh, we we'll, we'll be okay with the result.
0: As we break, this reminder that your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays, noon Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, our first deep blue of the season profiles Aiden Robbins. Plus, we welcome into Studio C for the first time a transfer on the offensive line, Paul Miley. When BYU football with Kalani Sitake continues. We're back after the
1: Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. And Smarty, location data experts.
0: Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Well, among the many new faces to factor in BYU's season opening win over Sam Houston was a running back who began his career at Louisville before making his way west, first to UNLV and now to Provo, where his journey continues, aided by Faith, and family, as we learn in this week's edition of Deep Blue, introducing us to Aiden Robbins.
5: Yeah, man, this is where we practiced that. I remember we used to practice right here. Mm-hmm. We had a little, the peewees, we used to have this section of the field over <laughs> closest to us, and I remember the right. juniors and the seniors, all the older boys used to be back there, kind of towards the light pole, and it's just crazy, man, cause like, this field used to seem so big, but now that I'm looking at it, it isn't even, <laughs> it's literally just a football field. <laughs>
1: When I first found out Aiden was coming to this world, I didn't believe it. (laughs) My uncle, he's not with us anymore, but he said, ask God. He said, ask God for a child. He'll get me. I kept looking at him, how am I going to do that? You know, when is he going to have it? But I did. But when he was born and they told me his length and everything, I just prayed and said, you know, thank you, God. He, he's awesome. He was healthy. And as he start, you know, walking and everything, I said, he's athletic too. <laughs> so
5: I really was just a natural born athlete, but my love for the game derives from my father who played football. And, you know, he would always show me his old clips, playing basketball, won the state championship at high school and all this stuff, and I'm just like, man, like, if my dad can do it, I can do it too. I wanna be better than him, you know? I'm just, I'm a competitor at heart, man, and I couldn't even tell you, like, what type of person I'd be without him, so... I mean, especially where I'm from, like, it really means a lot to have a father in your life, and I'm truly grateful to say that I had my dad there, the whole ride. Born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. You got guys like Muhammad Ali come through there. Just legends, man, and it's a rough city. It's always, you know, in the top rankings for, for murders per
1: capita. He was in middle school, I think the sixth grade, and his first encounter with death that, that I'm aware of, but it was a young lady, as a matter of fact, because I took him to the funeral. I could just see the sadness. He's a very caring young man. You just kind of feel like,
5: oh yeah, we're gonna grow old together, we're gonna be friends forever. But you know, the reality of life and where I come from is you gotta tell somebody be safe every time they, you know, y'all go y'all separate ways, you know, tell, tell your people you love them. And that just really made me have a different perspective on life, you know, loving one another and spending time with those you love because that time could be gone just with, you know, in a millisecond.
1: For me, growing up uh, here in Louisville, with humble beginnings, uh, I lost my mom early. Dad was kind of in and out. And so when you have that, it, you, the, the streets are next. Looking at the day I have my first child and what I'm going to do as a parent, and I said, well, to break the chains, I want to do the opposite. Starting where I started off at, you're kind of behind in the race. You're starting off behind. Um, And I felt like it'd be good to put him on a level playing field. And what I mean by that is if I could get him in certain schools, around certain people, again, the village, then that gives him a, a pretty good start in life.
5: I really want to have a big shout out to my family for putting me in the right situation. And, you know, although we didn't have it all the time, I didn't grow up rich and I didn't grow up poor, but, you know, we we made it happen. And, you know, my parents worked long nights. It's tough, man. Um, You know, we had talked about it, like all the losses I had faced in my life. Uh, A lot of guys I grew up with, uh, you know, no longer breathing on this earth right now. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be sitting here with all of you all talking and sharing my story.
2: Aiden I know from before in recruiting you know when we recruited him the first time just a great young man and and always positive always smiling and, and super kind you know that's that's one thing that stuck out with me when we first recruited him the first time he chose Louisville over us.
1: He wanted to stick around home which I totally understand. He graduated from the University of Louisville two and a half to three years but Long story short, things didn't work out with Louisville, so he ended up going to UNLV, did a great job down there, killed it over there. I
5: just remember playing the game, you know, <laughs> we won, we got the Fremont Cannon, and the next morning they're like, oh yeah, your coach got fired. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I had to call my family and, you know, have some um, business business discussions about my next move, whether that is to stay at UNLV, go to another program, or into the NFL draft, so.
2: No, it's, it's, it's always felt like he, he was ours, you know, and, and he
1: just went on a little bit of a, a road trip and came back here.
5: Hey, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm a Cougar.
1: <laughs> and like I said, it was tough the first time, but the second time, we wasn't gonna let it get away, <laughs> so. And I'm happy because I know outside of football he's home you know he's home he's around good people
5: you know i made a 17 year old decision i wanted to be by my family who needed me at the time and i just felt it was the right decision for me to stay home but you know it's crazy how life works and we all know god doesn't make mistakes and here i am four years later landing in uh provo utah again and it just felt right i'm a junior on the field and i'm working on my nba now Truly grateful for it, grateful for the opportunity to, to pursue my MBA at a prestigious school. I just follow my heart. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing, man? Yeah. My name's Aiden, and I used to play for J-Town. I used to play on this field just like y'all. And now I play college football. Like I'll just be honest, man. When I was playing on this field, this was like 10 years ago, 10, to, like 12 years ago. I was playing on this field. I, I didn't think I'd be in the position I am today. But you know, I kept working. I kept training. And doing more to the next person, that kind of got me to where I'm at today.
3: Hey, damn you. I
5: <laughs> yeah, appreciate y'all, though, man. Let's get a break real quick. Which y'all, y'all all play for J-Town? Yeah. Bulldogs, right? Yes. Bulldogs. Right, we go. Bulldog. Bulldogs on three. Bulldogs on me. One, One two, three. Bulldogs. All
0: right. Uh, you kept the relationship with Aiden Robbins after the first recruitment go-round, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I mean, you just, you, you like, when we meet these guys, um, you want to cheer for them as long as they're not playing against you that that day, you know, but uh, it, it, it's an easy, he's an easy, you, you see a story, you see he's an easy person to cheer for. And mm-hmm. I'm just really happy he's on our team and really excited for him to play this weekend. I know he wasn't happy about last weekend, didn't perform at his best. I so just want him to know that he can just be himself, do not have to do too much, don't press too much, just just do your thing, man, and, and it's, gonna, it's gonna all work out.
0: That's great to have him here. Well, like Aiden Robbins, this week's in-studio guest on this week's show is new to BYU, but not to the Beehive State. He grew up in Salt Lake City, uh, went to high school there, and started his college career there, too. But he'll finish it at BYU. Please welcome in the Cougars' new starting center, Paul Miley. Good to have you. How are you doing? Good to see you. You bet. Oh, bro. Good to have you, Paul. Appreciate y'all having me. Thank you. You bet. You bet. So uh, big family. You come from a big family. Yeah. You could field. An entire side of a football team with just your siblings because there are 11 of you isn't that right yes sir <laughs> a lot of us yeah uh how much has athletics been a part of your family
6: i mean shoot i mean we all love football i mean my fo- my family's a football family even my little sisters they love coming to the games you know <laughs> older sister's always around too so football's been a big part of my family
0: growing up <coughs> what were your football allegiances from a college standpoint college standpoint Honestly, I liked
6: all three of the in state schools. I was like, whoever offers me first, that's where I'm going to go. I didn't really have a favorite, though. But I was a Steelers fan growing up. I love the Steelers. Okay. I love Troy Palomalu.
0: What do you think about that?
2: That's fine. I'm a Niners guy, but I, I like the Steelers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when did you first recall uh, meeting Paul?
2: Man, I met him when he was a little kid. So I've, I've known all these guys since they were little and seen them in camps. And uh, so, I, you know, it's been really cool to watch him grow up and go to high school and, and, and dominate. And then, you know, when he entered the portal, it was really nice to be able to talk to him and, and have him be part of our program. And he, he, was, he was a guy that was sought after by a lot of different schools and a lot of big-time big time schools. And I'm glad that he saw his, the vision of himself playing here and, and how he could thrive in this environment. And he's been such a great leader for us in our program. I know he gels well with all the guys. And so it, it's really an honor for me to be his coach and to have him on the program.
0: You've known Kalani for a while then? Yes, sir, a long time. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, uh, what do you like most about him and, and playing for him also?
6: I mean, just the genuine duty is, you know what I mean? I've never met someone so real and just, who cares about, you know what I mean? Not just the player, but the actual person, you know what I mean, under the uniform. So I feel like it's just the love he showed me and then just the way he runs his program. I mean, you can see it and if you ask anybody, any of the players, coaches, you know I mean, they got nothing but good things to say about Coach Kalani.
0: You started your career at Utah. Yes, sir. We,
6: we don't got to bring that up here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But what, what ultimately uh, led you to decide that, uh, that there would be time for a change and you wanted to continue your career down here? Um, I, mean, you know what I mean, last year I graduated, finished all
6: my school, and I don't know. I feel like I just sort of lost that love for the game and I just needed something new for my, la- my senior year, you know, and I knew if I wanted to make the most of this year, I had to get out of my comfort zone and just find something new. and yes yeah, ended up here at BYU
0: ended up here in Provo how happy were you to, to have another conversation with Paul and and oh, end yeah. up getting him down here
2: well answer to my prayers that's that's uh <laughs> the uh you know I, he, he didn't have to leave he had he had a he had a starting spot he was a leader and, but uh I think he he's a young man that appreciates people that got from where he's at and he's looking for different ways and different experiences and uh but it doesn't mean that that it diminishes what what's happened already I think the the path that he's had has led him to here, and, and I'm glad that we have him here in his senior year, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We, we, we had a you know, su- successful weekend last weekend, looking forward to this one, and I've, I've, I've had a lot of fun coaching him and be having him on our team.
0: Your last name is Miley, but you are part of the Kafusi grander, bigger family. Could you explain a bit about those ties? Uh, so my, uh, my stepfather is uh,
6: Henry Kafusi. He's brothers with uh, Steve, Rich, all of them, and uh, he raised me since I was little, so
0: that's my daddy, you know, Henry. Love that dude. And the Kafusi's are as big a name, a football name, as there is in this state. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're in
2: politics. Yeah, the <laughs> are everywhere. Yeah. They are. <laughs> uh,
0: learning a new offense. Uh, as, as a center, uh, you've got to know a lot about a lot. And, and going from Utah to BYU, what's it been like to pick up a new offense with A Rod, Coach A Rod?
6: Honestly, it's really fun. Like, I'm a football nerd. Like, so outside of here, I love watching football. Like, if it's, I mean, even if we're not in season, I love just watching. I don't really like watching, like, running backs. Nothing. I love watching O-line play, you know what I mean? I love watching the O-line, so learning uh, Coach A-Rod's offense was fun. I mean, it's next level, and I knew eventually I was going to have to learn something new, especially with going to the league next year. So, I mean, why not now just get started? And, uh, yeah, it's been nice. I, I love Coach A-Rod's offense a lot, and having dudes like C-Pay, Kingsley, mm-hmm. I mean, all those dudes in the room, they helped me learn it quick, and, yeah, just – clicking all together now.
0: You play different spots on the line, and more than competition, you had a lot of versatility in camp where you could switch around a little bit. Uh, it could be you one day, Connor the next day, taking snaps or making snaps. Uh, how do you feel about the, the, the versatility you've got with the guys you got on the O-line right now?
6: I mean, just I feel like just having that much talent in our room. I mean, you got to just know how to play more than one position because, I mean, we got some dudes. As you're saying, Connor took a lot of snaps during camp too. And, I mean, me and him both knew it was going to be one of us at center, so... If it was him at center, I wouldn't have mind playing guard because Connor's a heck of a football player. You know and I mean, probably one of the smartest dudes I've played with in my career. And obviously, I love playing center. So if it was me, then he was just as happy to have me at mm. center, him at guard. So it didn't really matter. It's just wherever the team needed us to play.
0: You have a tight end uh, that's big enough to almost be on alignment, Mata Ava Taase. Yeah. And uh, if you don't mind, uh, is it okay to ask about uh, what it takes for a team to rally around a brother like that uh, after a tough weekend you guys had as a group, and especially to Ava?
6: I mean, just, that was tough, you know what I mean, seeing Tavo that morning, uh, hearing the news about his father, and we just was trying to love him up. I mean, I couldn't imagine losing a parent, so I feel like just trying to be there for him, letting know that we love him and we're there for him. And just, I feel like it brought the team a little bit closer together, but, I
0: mean, it was nice for Tavo to know that we all love him and we're there for him. You guys are already brothers, and that, there's no doubt about that, but a, a thing like that, Kalani can, uh, you know, do something special to a bunch of guys
2: yeah and just to, just to support each other i mean that that's the uh, we want to be wherever people need us and they're, and they're where they're hurting and we feel like uh that that was a good moment i know I know that um it was really tough for him, but I, I I'm glad that he 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 was in the hotel with the with the boys, and it was really cool we were able to you know give him a blessing and and have a really good spiritual moment for for the entire team and 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 he played that night you know so uh, there's, there's a lot to play for going into this, this season, this week, and uh, that, that's just another one.
0: And the happy and the sad from that weekend is now something you kind of absorb and put behind you and, and go forward in the future. You feel good about what's to come?
6: Yes, sir. excited for the future, man, and excited for the Saturday, for
0: sure. All right. I'm excited about our next segment. We're going to have a little fun with you. I think you'll enjoy <laughs> it. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Uh, when BYU football with Kalani Sitake continues, don't go away. Come back after this.
2: Awesome. I don't even know what they're going to do, but (laughs) good
0: luck. You're not doing it too? No. All right, this is BYU
2: football
0: with Halani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Health. Well, our studio guest tonight is BYU offensive lineman Paul Maile. And as we established in our last segment, uh, Paul has a strong football bloodline through the Kaufusi family tree. And the Kofusi's have been all over college football in this state for decades. And so tonight, it's time to test Paul on his Kofusi family knowledge with a game we like to call...
1: Name hey,
0: <laughs> You ready? Y'all are going to make my family mad at me, man. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here we go. Here's how it's going to go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you up to three clues about the identity of a particular football or maybe otherwise playing yeah. Kofusi. You can have a guess after any of the cl- of the clues but the earlier you get the answer the more impressed we'll be with you is gonna okay. give me some options like yes. an a b c d <laughs> no we're <laughs> gonna do it this way 1st one. First one first one i'll give you a clue okay this person blocked four kicks in his senior season blocked four kicks in his senior season that's clue number one okay clue number two you want a second clue let me get a second clue i think i know okay. who it okay. is but i want second clue Fifth all-time in sacks at BYU. Is that rich? It is not rich. Here's your third clue. Hold on. Selected 70th overall by the Baltimore Ravens oh, in the Bronson. 2016 NFL yeah. Draft. You said it yeah, is Bronson. And it is <laughs> Bronson <laughs> Kofusi. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> we like. mm-hmm. right, I don't know. You blocked that many picks. Right. Hold on. I was nervous for free. That's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our second Kofusi. Here we go. Clue number one. Shot 56% from the field. Corbin. <laughs> Is it? Corbin Kofusi? It's Corbin Kofusi. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: So did you clue?
0: You needed, you needed nothing more than that. I think he's the only one who played basketball. Or was he? Or, 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 or was good. what I mean? <laughs> was yes, good at on. basketball. Hold up. Uh, our third Kofusi. Clue number one. Hmm. Had a career high in tackles against Idaho State in 2021. Is that Jax? Is it Jax? Jax and Kofusi!
3: Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> okay. And those are the other clues. You're picking up steam. All right, our fourth Kofusi quiz. Clue number one for this Kofusi a three star ESPN recruit out of high school. A three star ESPN recruit out of high school.
2: That's all of them.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I need some least more. Right yeah. Number two, played receiver and DB in high school, but linebacker at BYU. Isaiah? Isaiah. No. Wait, it what? Was, it was Isaiah. You we, tricked me. I didn't know you it do it. Is Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our mistake okay. because the bottle it should say Isaiah Kofusi. Yeah, you're right. So is it uh, is Isaiah. A minus one for you guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm cracking.
6: Uh, I'm cramping a little bit.
0: We didn't get this far in rehearsal, uh, so uh, uh-huh. all right, we'll clear the screen for our next one here. Uh, averaged 4.8 points and 3.1 rebounds per game at BYU.
6: Are you, can you do people twice or is no. it is Alexis?
0: Is it Alexis? It is Alexis. Oh <laughs> All right, our next Name That Kafusi subject we will clear the screen. Clue number one, had nine sacks during his playing days at BYU.
6: I think I need a little bit more.
0: Clue number two, drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in the 12th round of the NFL draft. This is Rich. Clue number three. (laughs) Not Rich? Coached linebackers at BYU in 2017. Steve? It is... Steve Kofusi. Uh, I don't know I missed that one.
2: How many sacks did Rich have? Uh,
0: how many know. sacks did Rich have? I don't know. I don't Brett, know. Brett and Kenny. We're we'll going to look it up. Yeah, we're going to look it up. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Uh, our last one. Clue number one, we'll clear the screen. 12th best recruit in Utah by 24-7 Sports coming out of high school.
6: I need one more.
0: So sorry. Number two, <laughs> made the Pac-12 All-Academic Honor Roll. Is this me? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> hey, what's the answer on this one? It's a. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, trick so we we kind of sort of cheated, but not really. But you, you, you <laughs> and then the last clue was you've snapped the bowl, ball for both BYU and Utah. And uh, if I didn't get after that, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we would have had some issues. Honestly. We had some issues. Well, uh, I thought he did really well.
2: He's awesome. Yeah. This guy is so talented. I mean, obviously he knows his family. But I, I wish people no could, reason get, to be nervous. could get to know yeah. him. Yeah. He's going to be he's going to be really successful in, in so many different things. Uh, I think he's got a bright future in football. He's He's twitch. He could play D line too. Just mm. so everybody knows, I, I, I've thought about putting him out there sometimes, but uh, Coach, tell Coach
6: Jay Hill. But he, he does. A, he does a great
2: job <laughs> for us, and, and uh, yeah, we're really, really, uh, you know, we're really fortunate to have him on our team, and on our offense.
0: I want to ask you one question before the break. Yes, sir. We showed during our highlights way before you came on uh, about Keaton Slovis rushing for a couple of scores. Yeah. Did, you, did you know that he had never had a rushing touchdown before last Saturday? I didn't know that. So, And he got two, so that's big time. time. Yeah, you are a part of it. You were a big part. All it took was someone like you on the line, and then you were, I think good things happened. But well, that was pretty cool. Part of All history. Right. That's awesome. It, it was part of history. We'll take a break. After this break, social media Q&A for the coach and Paul Miley, and we'll have some BYU football trivia as well. Enjoy.
1: BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics, Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics in partnership with the San Bernardino International Airport, and Ken Garf, we hear you.
0: Yeah, the first touchdown we saw in the second of the game looks more and more like rugby every time I see it, every time I watch that. Welcome back to BYU Football, Kalani Sitake. Let's get to our social media for our first Q&A segment of the night, uh, presented by Ken Garf. We hear you. This question goes for Paul. It's from Zach. And the question here is, what did the offensive line learn from last Saturday's game?
6: Uh, we just got to control the tempo. I feel like uh, they were moving a lot and it made our play a little bit hesitant so it's just we got to be the ones just to come off and control the tempo even if they're moving a lot as long as we play our game no one should be able to mess with us up front so that was the biggest takeaway i feel like
0: kalani any thoughts on that
2: yeah i think uh, you know for us like what paul said we just got to do what we're good at and uh i think sometimes uh you can get distracted by the by the, a lot of the movement up, up front and teams are going to do that so uh you know we i think we've we've seen that before uh, there's there's ways to punish them for doing that and and hopefully we can get that done.
0: This next question from Jonathan is for you, Coach. Coach, if you and Paul were to have an arm wrestling competition, who would win?
2: Who asked that? It, it depends what the what the reward will be. <laughs> <laughs> no. Coach would win. I can't same. hang with these guys. Come <laughs> on, guys. Like, I, I'm like trying to just walk on the treadmill once in a while and do some dumbbell curls, but th- these guys are. He, these guys are, are big-time athletes and uh, way stronger than back in the day. So I, I, I've i seen Paul play, he, he, he's, he's, and I've seen him lift. He's got all the strength in the world. But,
0: are you saying but coll- I'll cheat. I'll cheat Are you saying he's got a shot? Coach is it being humble. He's got that
2: old man strength. Coach <laughs> 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 so being humble. He called me old. I'm getting old. <laughs>
6: right. yeah,
0: yeah. Now you really <laughs> want to beat him. Yeah, yeah uh, let's go. go, go. He, <laughs> he's
2: going to win. Uh,
0: question uh, number three. Uh, I guess this is for you, Paul. Uh, what's the learning curve uh, for an O-line unit that is either new or guys in new positions? And that's part one. Part two, and does it take time to gel and get on the same page that way? What um, is the learning curve, do you think? You've done it before, but, I mean, with new guys and stuff.
6: I feel like, yeah, it's just we're all coming from different places, and we had a lot of transfers come in, so I feel like it's just we all came yeah, at, like, different points, I mean, and understanding general football knowledge, but I feel like just... Studying together, you know what I mean, and really going through like the summer practices and all the fall camp together, really seeing it. I feel like it made it easier. And then, what was the second part? Sorry.
0: Second part does it take time to gel and get on the same page as a group?
6: And it definitely does. I feel like O line's a big, uh, probably the biggest position group where you need to have chemistry or you're not going to do well. So I feel like just, yeah, getting that chemistry down, working together, and honestly, all the fall camp, and now it's just building that chemistry.
0: You're a big fella, but do you ever look to your left and right and think, man, Kings and Caleb are oh, really big?
6: They make me look small. Honestly, <laughs> my family was saying me compared to all of them, I look way small. So, I mean, but it don't matter. Low man wins. So.
0: There, there you go. <laughs> uh, last question. Uh, I guess it's back for you again, too, Paul. Uh, can you take us into your mindset when things aren't going perfectly on the field in a game? Mm-hmm.
6: I feel like my mindset's always just next play. Even if something goes wrong, I'm always the type that's just like, let's just stay positive. Something's gonna start going our way. So I feel like even though we, I mean, we can't fix what happened in the past or what happened to play before. So it's just, you gotta keep it pushing, you know? And I feel like if we all stay positive, good things will happen.
0: Good stuff. All right, let's, uh, as we take another break, give you a trivia question this week, presented by Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics. Here's our question. Of the 11 full-time coaches, on the BYU football staff, including the big man, How many have also coached at Southern Utah? How many BYU coaches have coached at Southern Utah in their past? The answer is coming up right after this. This is BYU Football with Kalani Tukakis. Back after this. All right, trivia, brought to you by Green, this is your hometown airline, BYU Athletics. There's our question and our answer, and Kalani nailed it during the break, by the way. The answer is six. Kalani, Arod, rod Fessy, Coach Clark, Gennaro, and Justin Etta, all coached at Southern Utah. Let's take a look at this weekend's broadcast schedule, BYU and SUU, 1 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m., Mountain for BYU Sports Nation Game Day and Cougar Pre Game Live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Watch the game on ESPN Plus, listen to me in hands, and then post-game coverage all over the place on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. Time for tonight's uniform reveal. Bring them on out. With a shout out to the Village people, we are in the Navy tonight. Yes! yes. In the All-Navy. Look, yes. 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 Oh who is that? Travis Hodson, you know, is that, Paul says, who is that? He's just our guy. It's Travis Hodson. Yeah. He works here at BYU TV. He's just <laughs> our guy. Fills it out well, doesn't he? Yes, sir. You could be on the team. Yeah, so <laughs> we have the Navy helmet with Royal Flex, by the way, the Navy mask, and the Navy Navy. That's our combo for this week. Looking looks good. good. Everything sir. looks good in the win, though. Everything yeah. looks great in the win. Kalani, thank you, Paul, thank you, Travis, thank you, folks, thank you, have a great week. Let's go.
4: Did you know the average TV commercial break is around three minutes long and that it takes a cup of noodles about three minutes to cook?